back to throw Fitzpatrick. Throwing high into the air. Got it. Parker, touchdown. What a win for this Miami Dolphin team. Wow. What is up, Dolphins fans? And welcome to the Drive Time Podcast, part of the Miami Dolphins official podcast network covering your Miami Dolphins each and every day. How the hell is it going, everybody? I am your host, Travis Wingfield, and I am happy to bring you your daily dose of Miami Dolphins football. And if I sound excited, that's because I am on today's show. We are back. It is football season. The Dolphins hit the field for training camp, the first practice available to the media, and the first practice where the pads go on. That's right. We're doing some hitting today. We're going to cover the action. Hear from Coach Flores, Jerome Baker, Kyle Van Noy, and Ted Karras. All of that and more on this Monday, August the 17th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. That's another Miami Dolphins Just a couple bits of news from over the weekend that we did not cover on the previous edition of Drive Time. Eric Flowers, Dolphins offensive lineman, has come off the COVID-19 reserve list. The Dolphins also pick up another Auburn defensive back to join Noah Igbenogany in that backfield. Jeremiah Dinson, he has been added over the weekend off waivers. You guys can find these notes and all transactional notes on your Miami Dolphins in the daily column up on MiamiDolphins.com at 8 a.m. We are publishing every day theblitzonmd.com. And we'll also have a daily recap story up on MiamiDolphins.com to go along with this Drive Time podcast, which is brought to you by Baptist Health. As the official wellness provider and sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins, Baptist Health is ready and committed to continue caring for you safely. This pandemic has reminded us that crisis doesn't build character, it reveals it. It's also taught us that our health is truly what matters most. We have the power to protect each other by wearing a mask. So who do you wear a mask for? Mask up South Florida. Keep caring, live healthy, stay strong. Learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. All right, up first in the morning before practice gets started, we have Brian Flores, the Dolphins head coach, and his Monday morning media availability. Let's go ahead and play the hits from Coach's Presser. And up first, of course, Coach was asked, what's he looking for in this first padded practice of training camp 2020? Good communication, good execution, good fundamentals with their, their, uh, at their specific position, uh, just from a footwork, a, uh, you know, ball placement, accuracy, those types of things. So um, they're still in the early stages. Um, just, just obviously it's a new offense. Execute, you know, um, at a, at, a, at a good clip, you know, early on. And you hear a coach that referred to the ball placement and the footwork of those quarterbacks and how they communicate with their teammates. We heard that all last year, right? How do guys communicate with the huddle and just really developing that huddle etiquette that coach talked about last year at length. Same thing applies this year. Up next, coach was asked about the availability of rookie quarterback Tua Tungavailoa. Well, we take it one day at a time. Um, he'll be out there today, uh, you know, along with the rest of the quarterbacks and um, the majority of the players on the, on the team. Um, but yeah, he's been, he's, he's, he's looked, he's looked healthy in these, in, in, uh, in the OTA and the, in the walkthrough type practices. This will be the first one in pads. So yeah, he's looked healthy and, and, and we'll just, you know, we, we take these, this, we're taking this one day at a time uh, with two as we are with, with every player and, uh, you know, hoping that he improves uh, on a daily basis. But, you know, like any rookie, he needs the snaps and he needs the uh, reps to, to, to improve and get better and give himself a chance. And then I was up next, and I wanted to ask Coach about these roster moves they've made, primarily in the defensive backfield the last couple of weeks. 
And coach talks about playing the hand you were dealt, dealing with the circumstances that you have in front of you and just controlling what you can control. So I was curious to get his take if this time of year in the strange season provided an advantage from bringing in multiple players to get a better look at. Hey coach, good morning. I wanted to ask you about something you've talked about a few times with playing the hand you've been dealt as well as mentioning your personal activity when it comes to scouting what's available out there. My question is, does this new season with expanded rosters and practice squad provide you any sort of maybe advantage for you to get more guys in to take a look at? I don't know if it, it, it provides us an opportunity to look at more guys. I would say if anything, you know, it's, it's harder to look at, uh, you know, to get workouts in. I mean, there's, there's protocols in place to, to, to do them, but um, it's not as seamless and easy as a, Hey, how about a plan and get here? There's, there's a process that, that go, that, that, that players have to go through to work out now. So, um, you know, look, we, we have limited time. Um, so um, as far as, you know, we have gotten some guys in and, you know, we'll continue to do that. Uh, but quite, quite honestly, Chris and Brandon and Marvin, those guys handle, uh, you know, a lion's share of, the, of those things. Obviously, I'm, I, I play a role in that as well. But, um, you know, logistically, um, it's not easy to, 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 to put together workouts as they were a year ago. Um, so uh, from that standpoint, uh, there is a little bit more difficult. But, um, you know, I think, you know, up to this point, we, we've, uh, we've made some, some roster moves. And uh, I think we'll continue to do that. And, you know, again, like you said, and I've said, you know, we, we're going to play the hand that we've been dealt. And, um, you know, I think we're just trying to uh, proceed on a day-to-day basis as best we can, given the circumstances. And if you ask me, we get a more jovial version of Coach Flores on these days where we have actual football because this dude just loves football. We learned that last year. We know about that and his character and his background, what he wants and his players. And here you're going to hear him talk about the offensive line, the importance of getting together and building that chemistry and gelling. Listen to Coach talk about some football here on Padded Practice Monday. Well, obviously, we've got a lot of young guys uh, in that group. Um with a couple of, with some veteran players sprinkled in, you know, like Ted Karras, like Eric Flowers, uh, who just got back, like Jesse Davis, you know, Dieter was here a year ago. Uh, we've got the, the uh, you know, a few of the young guys as well. Um, so look, I mean, it's, there's a lot of, uh, chemistry that has to be built there. I think that's coming along, could be better. Uh, you know, we're, we're working a, a few different combinations. Uh, but look at the, on the old line, um, you can't really, you don't know what you have until you put the pads on and, um, you know, you, you're, you're literally fighting pressure with pressure against another, another body and, uh, working the double teams, working the combinations, um, in the run game, uh, feeling the speed and speed rush and power rush and bull rush and speed of power and, you know, converting the power, feeling those things. Uh, you don't, you don't, you don't know what you have until you're, you're, they're putting that, that setting, which starts today. Um, but, you know, from a walkthrough and a non-padded standpoint, um, I think they're coming along. Uh, but obviously these next, you know, 14 padded practices um, will, will tell us a lot about that group and really the entire team. It just here's good to hear Brian Flores talking about actual football terms, offensive line techniques, different pass rushes, that sort of thing. Up next, Coach was asked about the preparation for this team and if they are ready to head into camp right now in this abbreviated offseason. Um, I mean, Ruth, we, we have no choice but to be ready. So we're going out there today. If they're not ready, then there's going to be some problems. Uh, but I think we are. Um, I think the guys are they're raring to go. Um, they're excited. But, you know, I think 
you put the pads on, uh, you know, the one thing I, I try to stress to them is to focus on the technique and the fundamentals. Because uh, once you put pads on, you know, the, the adrenaline gets going. And you know, in some instances, guys forget about those techniques and fundamentals that we've been trying to build into them uh, for the last, I don't know how many days it's been, but, you know, it's called 20 days. So um, that's kind of the focus. That's where I, I want them to put their focus. Let's let's focus on the technique and the fundamentals. It's the same techniques that we've been talking about, except we're in pads. Um, they have more protection. And we're going to let them go a little bit more today. Hearing him say they're going to let the players go a little bit more today, that gets the juices flowing for sure. Up next, a question about Mike Gesicki and his continued growth and building off last year's success at the end of the year and bringing it in to year number three for tight end Mike Gesicki. I'm just, you know, uh, my goal for Mike is to is to improve today. Um, he's looked he's looked good, you know, in this early part of training camp. Once we put the pads on, you know, uh, blocking pass protection, obviously getting into his route route techniques, uh, dealing with uh, DBs who um, are trying to uh, – well, working his releases against DBs who, who are trying to get their hands on him. Um, you know, all those things, you know, when you haven't done them for – how long has it been? Eight, nine months, and you're out of that practice, you need to get back into it. You don't just jump back in and, you know, you're where you were a year ago. That doesn't – you know, that's – that doesn't that doesn't happen for any of us, coaches, players. So we all need to to, to get out there and uh, practice. Uh, like I've said to these guys, last year was last year. And nobody really worried about it. Um, let's just focus on you know right now. And uh, you know to think that you're going to be right where you were at the end of last year, I think that's just not the case. Um, especially you know not having with this being the first day in pads. So um, we got to work to get back to that point. Um, it doesn't just happen overnight. We've got to work for it. Um, and that's kind of been my message to him. And we have heard at length now about the relationship between Ryan Fitzpatrick and Tua Tungavailoa, as well as Josh Rosen in that quarterback room, how things have developed there. The next question posed to Coach Flores was about that relationship between Tua and Fitzpatrick and if that kind of permeates in the locker room with the rest of the guys and how that creates competition and an environment here at Dolphins camp. Well, I mean, that dynamic... I'm seeing it across all positions. We've got a, a lot of good guys on this team, and um, I, I can see the kind of some friendships and bonds building, and that only helps on the field uh, from a communication standpoint, from a, even an asking for help standpoint. You know, there's some instances where you can sit and you know, you, the offense comes out and something that you're uncertain about, and you can ask the guy next to you, "Hey, what do you what do you what do you think?" and you help each other get get lined up. Same thing offensively. Same thing in the kicking game. Uh, so I think uh, Tua and Fitz and, you know, Rosen as well. Um, I think they're, they're uh, you know, those relationships that are building. Um, it's just one example of, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, what we're getting from um, the majority of the, of, of, of the guys in the locker room. Up next, Coach addresses the Adrian Colbert release from over the weekend and talks about the difficulties of letting go players and how it's never easy in this business. You know, Adam, I mean, those are tough decisions. Uh, you know, Chris, myself, Marvin, Brandon, we, we have uh, uh, had, had long conversations about every player that we release. They're not easy. Um, but we, we, you know, at the end of the day, we always try to do what we feel is best for the team. Uh, obviously, those, those conversations are internal. I'm not going to go into specifics of this, that, or the other thing, but we just, at the end of the day, we just felt it was the best, the best move for us. Um, 
going forward. And one more question here. We'll end up with Flores talking about new Dolphins linebacker addition over the offseason, Kyle Van Noy, his relationship with Kyle and Kyle blending into the rest of the locker room and the defense there and developing those relationships with the guys that were here previously and all the newcomers here as well. Well, um, you know, Kyle, obviously I, I, I coached him, um, you know, in New England. Um, I think he's, he's very smart. Um, he can play multiple positions. He's got leadership uh, ability. Um, I think he's going to help us in a, in a variety of ways. You know, to me, the one thing from a communication standpoint, from a leadership standpoint, um, I see him uh, as uh, just kind of similar to kind of what Cam said about Tua and Fitz, you know, his relationship with Bobby and Gotchow and Baker, you can see that starting to grow. So, um, you know, if we can get, you know, as much of that on the team as possible. Um, that's what we're looking for. You know, obviously he and, he and I have a good relationship uh, up and down at times, as he'll tell you. But, uh, um, you know, I think the world of, of, of Kyle and uh, he's got a great family. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I look for, I'm looking forward to, uh, to working with him this year. And so there you have it, Coach, on the morning of practice, the first day of practice in the books, and we just got done talking to Coach as well as the players that were available for media. Let's go ahead and talk about these practice notes here, though, because it did happen in a flurry. It was physical. It was fast. It was aggressive. They got a lot of work done. They bounce around from drill to drill so quickly. They get in and out of everything super fast, and that was the same story last year, so probably a Brian Flores-driven idea there. They bounce from these individuals, fundamental drills, team periods, get tons of work done in that 90 or so minute session they had and I've been debating on how to do this podcast from a format standpoint and we'll adjust as we need to as the days go along here on the drive time podcast but let's go ahead and just knock this thing out in bullet points does that sound good and it always starts with the specialist doing their thing and Matt Hawk was out there automatic on dropping punts on the five yard line it was like watching Phil Mickelson with his irons out there just putting the football wherever he wanted to Ryan Fitzpatrick comes out onto the field first. That was a fun theme to track last year, and the story was the same on Monday. The quarterbacks come out and work on some quarterback center exchange stuff. It's all pretty common, pretty boilerplate. Special teams punt covering, so a lot of the DBs out there getting work on that. Both Kayvon Frazier and Brandon Jones both had really nice work down around the goal line, stopping punts before they did cross over the goal line. And if you didn't stop the ball from going over the goal line, Danny Crossman, the Dolphins special teams coach, he would certainly let you know. The Dolphins then broke into stretching lines, some fundamentals. You had some typical Dolphins dancing involved in that portion. Devontae and Jakeem Grant, man, those guys need a buddy cop movie. They are fun to watch with how they interact with one another. It's also fun to watch how coordinated all this stuff is. Everyone breaks in and out of those fundamentals and individual drills. It's all quick. Everything is done on a hop. Very organized, very regimented. Again, a Brian Flores theme there. They do the ball security stuff for the skill guys, trail and ball drills for the defensive backs. The front seven guys work on stripping the football out. Offensive line working on firing off collectively as a unit. Saw one cool drill with the defensive lineman who would get into the passing lanes and get their hands up. Christian Wilkins had a pass breakup on a play last year in the Philadelphia game. Similar deal there where he kind of falls back and makes a play on the football. On the far field, you have the defensive backs working on their trail technique. Offensive line down in the corner kind of tough to see those guys work down there but they were doing a lot of drive blocking drills they kind of reminded me of if you played basketball when you do the crossover drill and you get in your defensive stance and try to stay square up to your man 
Same thing there, trying to drive those guys down the football field, staying engaged on their shoulder pads. The backs were catching short passes from the quarterbacks, receivers working on the releases, linebackers tackling, defensive linemen on the sled. It's just the sights and sounds of football that give me life, man. I love that stuff. Fun to watch. The quarterbacks were throwing on air, looked very crisp, very few balls on the ground. Timing was sharp and on point for those guys. And Matt Breida, man, this guy, this new Dolphins running back, has some wiggle. Even on air, you watch the explosiveness with each step he takes. He can get flexed out as a receiver, as we saw last year with the 49ers, and do some damage that way. A couple of drops in the period, but again, the quarterback's location was primo. I love watching the way these guys work in their lower half, and you can really see it's been a point of emphasis for all three quarterbacks. Thought Tua looked sharp there, Rosen and Fitzpatrick, but Tua's footwork is always something that I thought was a big plus in his game and we'll have more on the quarterbacks here in just a minute but I like the way he locates the ball up high as well the balls in the face mask for the receiver so you can often see those guys just plucking the football right there and catch it in stride and go Preston Williams he looks really good out there he was setting up his underneath routes getting vertical he's so physical at the release and that's true for Devontae Parker too Preston made a one-handed catch on a deep shot in the one-on-one drills that pass came from Ryan Fitzpatrick Back to Parker, I mentioned it last year and got a lot of pop on Twitter for my comment complimenting his physique and just how he looks strong. Well, this year he looks even stronger to me. Good muscle definition, good physicality, firing out of breaks. Uncle came to play on Monday. I had a bunch of notes on the one-on-one portion between the receivers and the defensive backs, and boy, did we get that heavyweight fight immediately I talked about on the podcast last week, the very first rep of the drill, and then two more additions of Byron Jones on Devontae Parker. Parker got him on one. All three were contested tested and it kind of reminded me of that boat race game they put up on the jumbotron at baseball games maybe it's just the Mariners games I don't know you guys can tell me but one boat gets out to a lead the next boat takes it back the third boat comes up and takes his lead and they all go back and forth until the very end that was Jones on Parker iron sharpening iron between those two studs out there and I put this note in there just in general and bold and capitalized it said this is getting physical these guys are competing in these one-on-one drills Ken Webster was a beast in that drill he forced all incompletions on his reps he had two pass breakups and one rep in particular I love the way he played an outside release and the receiver tried to cross face on him he pops his hips snaps back inside and makes a play when Mac Hollins tried to cross face and gets one of those PBUs I talked about Needham had a great rep on Jakeem Grant going deep, staying in phase with that speedy receiver. The corners won this rep, won this drill early on, and I thought that was kind of the physical approach. Remember now, these are Brian Flores and Josh Boyer and Gerald Alexander cornerbacks. They're going to play physical. They're not going to take any shit from these guys. And Preston was one of the guys that responded to that. He had a great-looking rep where he asserted his dominance and caught a pass underneath. And then things kind of got going for the receivers. Isaiah Ford had some really crisp-looking routes, creating some separation there that was consistent in his game. Jakeem, after losing that first rep to Nick Needham, got one over on him for a long touchdown. That one came from Tua. The next play, Jamal Perry undercut an underthrown ball, also from Tua, and made a really nice play on that football. So some back and forth there. Noah Igbenogany, the rookie out of Auburn. This dude is rocked up. He was matching the physicality. It was fun to watch him and, and Preston Williams go compete and go at it on the football field out there. Malcolm Perry has some wiggle to his game as a route runner. Thought he looked good in that area. The one win Parker had on Jones was a beautifully thrown corner out from Ryan Fitzpatrick. The window was not big, but he laid it right in there. And finally, 
I have Jakeem on a jaw-dropping comeback route where he sold the takeoff and then came back and won the play with five yards of separation in such a short area. He is so explosive in these drills. Now, finally, we get to the 11-on-11, the first one of training camp. And my first note was the overall play of the second level of the defense. That linebacker core is just so deep and so physical. Lots of good pod pad popping out there on Monday. I saw each of them really just destroy a block at one point or another. The note that I had here was that Elandon Roberts blew up a play, and then Eric Rowe forced a fumble in behind that as a result. So those two guys coming down, making an impact in the box. And those backers I had with the block defense feats were Roberts, Van Noy, McMillan, Van Ginkle, and Baker. The big highlight on the day came courtesy of Jakeem Grant on a ball from Josh Rosen. Perfect anticipation on a deep ball. We know the saying, if he's even, he's leaving. He was just crossing Ken Webster, and Rosen sees it, lets it fly with perfect arc and trajectory, and Jakeem ran right under it for an 80-yard touchdown pass on that play. Miles Gaskin ripped off a big run where he showed some of the patience and vision we saw at the end of last year. Throws a little stutter step in there, lets a block develop before hitting it up in there, and he bounces from one gap to another and made a big run on the offensive side there. Then they got into some open field tackling drills, and Josh Boyer lit somebody up in that one for tagging off in the drill. Always love when coaches get vocal like that. Back to some special teams work, and then right back at it again with 11 on 11. Devontae Parker had his name called on a deep pass where he put a double move on Noah Igbenogany. Then he made that typical Devontae Parker big play down the field, rising up over everybody. Eric Rowe closed in, but he could not make a play on the ball as Parker snatched it up and brought that thing down. And you can see why Solomon Kinley up front, some of that size and just overall girth he has. He has some absolute push. He and Eric Flowers were pushing guys around inside. The Battle between the trenches was kind of give and take a little bit. We said some some penetration from the offensive line, penetration from the defensive line. One win here, one win there. Just a really physical, hard-hitting practice up in that trenches on the Dolphins' front. Vince Beagle set a very hard edge and worked back over the top for a big stop on a tackle for loss. That's kind of business as usual for him. Brandon Jones came down and made a tackle for loss in the uh, team portion of practice. He's very active. You can see him getting himself, getting his nose in the football a lot down there. And Josh Rosen, I thought, looked really good in this day. Quick decisions, really good anticipation, getting the ball out to his guys quicker at the quarterback spot. Same with Ryan Fitzpatrick, but we know that's kind of who he is. They go back to special teams, then back to 11 on 11 once more. And Christian Wilkins, I had him with a pocket collapse. Looks like that could have been a sack. And again, that battle between the trenches was just on all day long. There was one snap where the defense would get pushed. Offense would come back and win the next rep. They sprung a big run for Jordan Howard as Durham Smythe celebrated his big block kind of at the point there for a big first down run. Shaq Lawson was causing problems up front as well. He got in for what looked like a would-be sack to me. Then another play just a couple of snaps later where he resets line of scrimmage, forces the back to bubble, and did one of those Hulk flexes because he knew he made a big play. On the point of Jordan Howard, he reads his blocks so damn well and is so patient. That vision at that size, that is the answer when you ask yourself, how has Jordan Howard produced so much at this point in his career? He just gets it done with that vision and that size. I referred to Matt Breida's shiftiness earlier. He was cutting it up out there and had this one big run with side li- or patience to the sideline, rather, a slow developing play, and then he ripped it and let it go, and he was off like the Ferrari that he is. Kyle Van Noy had a very nice tackle for loss working on Chandler Cox in the backfield. You can kind of see his length straight away as he can kind of long arm guys, both as a pass rusher and as he diagnoses the run. That was pretty much it, man. It went by in a flash. They got a lot accomplished on this day. And speaking of Kyle Van Noy and getting a lot done, let's go ahead and hear from the New Dolphins linebacker and his evaluation on the first day of padded practices here in training camp and on the heat down here 
in Miami in August. Yeah, it's hot as shit. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we're working through it. I'm working through it, getting used to it. A lot of the guys that have been here are already used to it. So um, it's a learning curve for me, and I think I'm just taking it one day at a time right now. And then Kyle was asked, of course, about the most common question players get in training camp. How did it feel to get out there and hit somebody for the first time? It felt good. It felt, you know, good to get back at it. I haven't been able to hit somebody since December, January, whatever it was, and to be out there competing with the guys, it's always good. There's a different type of feel in the building all day to ramp up, to get out there and hit. Um, Guys were flying around. Um, Guys were enjoying it, having a good time. Uh, it, it was it was a good practice, I think. It, it's something to build on. Uh, we want to be physical and fast uh, and play at a high level. So it, what a great way to start to get on them, them pads and get it cracking. And then this next question tells you all you need to know about why I love Kyle Van Noy. Hey, Kyle, how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Travis, my man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Good to see some football out there. So my question yeah, is about how's, football how's for you. How's your podcast doing, all right? Yeah, you're on it right now, actually. Oh, let's go. <laughs> let's go. So I want to talk to you about some football, actually. So I, I know it's early on here, but as someone that rushes from so many gaps like you do, how helpful is it to have the size of guys like Ogba and Lawson off the edge to help create better rush lanes for you? Yeah, I think it's just as a whole, I want to just say those two guys because collectively it takes uh, the whole 11 guys covering um you know, to have secondary like we have, to have the linebackers that can cover like we have. It takes all 11 of us to be on the same page covering and rushing. I think if we just get it going on the same page at a consistent, uh, a consistently high standard, I think we'll be all right. But, you know, those two guys are big dudes, and I think they're going to get after the passer pretty good this year. And then some more commentary from Kyle Van Noy about anything he might have learned from this team after day one of practice that he didn't know previously before the pads had come on. Oh, that's such a hard question, Ruthie. It's only day <laughs> one. I can't answer that. That's a secret. I don't know. We'll see. I, I learned that, it, you know, I, I got to get better. How about that? So then the reporter rephrases the question to ask Kyle how he felt about a comment Coach Flores made earlier in the day about the team being ready for padded practices and coming out with that intensity. That's a good question. I, I think we were, we were ready. I think guys were scratching. I think some guys obviously are ready day one, and some guys it might take them a little while. But uh, I think collectively we were ready as a group. We're hungry. We want to get better. Uh, we want to get up to speed with all the new guys, including myself, uh, and older guys want to get back up to playing at a high level. So it's just coming together as a team. And, you know, during this training camp, this grind period, you get to see, you know, who people are all about. You get to see what type of team you have. Obviously, that team's going to continue to grow during the season. But this is a time to lay that foundation and to do it with this uh, young group of guys, it's fun. I'm excited. Rejuvenated. Let's go. And far be it for me to go ahead and try to confirm what Kyle Van Noy says there, but I think that when you watch the Dolphins practice on Monday, you could see that intensity and that hunger and those young guys flying all over the field. It all happens so fast and so quick. Guys were playing loose and playing fast, and you hear Kyle talk about it there. So good to hear it confirmed there from the veteran linebacker who was then asked about his reuniting with Coach Flores in this Dolphins defense. 
you know, I, I want to be a leader on this team. You know, I, I'm not a who, who, you know, I'm not a rah-rah type of guy, but I just hope to lead by example with uh, the way I work every day, the way I'm uh, as a professional, and I just want to be the best teammate I can be. Uh, yes, I have familiarities with the defense. It, yes, it's, di you know, it's different, you know, but at the same time, like, I know, I know how Flo wants things done. I know how Boyer wants things done. I'm going to try to do my best to help out everybody. And, you know, they're going to help me out as well. And another reason to love Kyle Van Noy here, a question posed by Cam Wolf of ESPN about his perspective on the offensive side of the ball and the quarterbacks on this Dolphins team. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to answer that one. <laughs> You're not going to answer it? <laughs> no. You only get to ask me Kyle Van Noy questions or defensive questions. And then we did get a Kyle Van Noy question asking him about his multiple roles in the defense and playing three phases in coverage of the run game and as a pass rusher. Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm the last of a dying breed. I don't think you can um, find players that can do all three skill sets. Usually they're, you know, either coverage or run, to, you know, one of those situations. Very rarely do you get all three and I'm, I'm just trying to bring that energy to the team trying to be a problem a mismatch um, and take advantage of that mismatch wherever I line up and then we finish with a question about his leadership role and mentoring the young players on this Dolphins defense yeah that's a good question I like that one that's a that's a good ending right there I'll answer this one all right um I think the advice that I passed on to him that it's not it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. And you want to inhale as much uh, information as you can. You want to work on your craft each and every day. You want to get better each and every day and don't make the same mistake. And I think you'll be all right. That's kind of the message I passed on. And up next, we stay in that linebacker room and hear from Dolphins' third-year linebacker out of Ohio State, Jerome Baker, starting with a question about his vision for this Dolphins defense in 2020. Also, we just got to build off what we did last year. Uh, and, and that's just kind of be our approach of um, today was our first day in pads. We're going to watch the film. Um, and tomorrow is going to get better, you know, every day. And uh, ultimately, if we really do that, uh, we definitely you know, be a good defense. So um, that's just going to be our approach for now is just take every day as, you know, the days come. And um, ultimately, we'll be all right. And how about the number one thing Jerome wanted to improve and work on this offseason? Here's his answer. Um, one thing I definitely work on is my pad level. Uh, you know, this offseason, that's what I've been working on. Um, every practice, you know, I, I really be uh, just conscious of, you know, my pad level. And, uh, yeah, that's just like the one thing I've been focusing on. Uh, but every day I try to work on something new uh, and you know, just try to ultimately just get my game better as best as I can. So um, this offseason, I definitely say my pad level. And then I had a chance to ask Jerome about his experience playing with Kyle Van Noy as both those guys are kind of three-phase linebackers. We talk about rush, cover, and play the run. Here's what Jerome said that Kyle Van Noy is helping him with this offseason in this defense. Hey, what's going on, Jerome? I uh, wanted to ask you about Kyle Van Noy's experience doing some of the same things you do. He just told us he was a bit of a dying breed in terms of a guy that can do a little bit of everything. And being one of those guys yourself, how much does his knowledge and experience in this defense help you in that regard? Oh, it helps me every day. Uh, you know, Kyle, since the day, you know, he walked in, he kind of just been in my ear about anything and everything. Um, if it's on the field, if it's off the field, whatever it was, 
uh, he, he definitely been a great, you know, mentor and just a, you know, just an older vet. So I uh, definitely appreciate that. I always make fun of him because he's, I think he's like the second oldest player on the team. So uh, he's definitely, uh, he's unique, but he's a great person and also a great player. We talk about guys playing hard and playing fast. Here's Jerome Baker saying what he learned about this team on day number one with the pads on. Um, I don't know yet. Uh, you know, we still didn't watch the film yet, but um, guys just went hard. I think that was like the unique thing. We just went hard. We did everything. We, we did as hard as we possibly can. And it might not have been perfect, but we definitely got better today. Up next, Jerome talked about the value of having so many diverse players in that li- in the linebacker room here with the Dolphins and how it helps his game grow and continue to get better. Uh, it is a great thing. Uh, you know, you can definitely mix it up as far as, you know, our defense. But also, we just uh, – it, it just adds uh, to our overall depth in our, you know, our linebacker room. And um, it definitely helps us. And it's kind of cool that we all just kind of, you know, pick our each other game and help each other get better. So – uh, it's definitely fun and ask So there he goes, Dolphins linebacker Jerome Baker. We have one more player to hear from on this Monday, August the 17th edition of the Drive Time Podcast. Before we do that, as the official wellness provider and sports medicine provider of the Miami Dolphins, Baptist Health is ready and committed to continue caring for you safely. This pandemic has reminded us that crisis doesn't build character, it reveals it. It's also taught us that our health is truly what matters most. We have the power to protect each other by wearing a mask. So who do you wear a mask for? Mask up South Florida. Keep caring, live healthy, stay strong, and learn more at baptisthealth.net slash coronavirus. And we've got one more player to hear from, veteran center, first-year Miami Dolphin, Ted Karras. First question posed to him was about his view and his opinion of these Dolphins rookies up on the offensive line. I've been very impressed with uh you know, all the rookies that we brought uh, in this year and, and pretty much everyone, everyone on the old line is really working hard and, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, finding their fit and, and earning their role. And, and those young guys really have been uh, really been fun to work with so far. I'm really excited for, you know, not only this year, but, you know, their careers moving forward. And with opening day less than four weeks away, Ted was asked, what's it going to take to get this Dolphins offensive line in fighting shape for that game in Foxborough just 27 days away? You know, days like today, you know, go out there in pads in the in the South Florida heat and, and, and work at our craft. And I think today was a good start. Um, going to watch the film right after I talk to you guys. Obviously, there's going to be some things to clean up. But, um, you know, I thought we we're competing out there and, and everyone's, you know, fighting hard to get ready to go. And it is still all about building that chemistry and the relationship and the rapport with his teammates. Ted Karras was also asked how he's doing that with the quarterback so far at this portion of training camp. Well, I definitely, uh, you know, one of my favorite things is to go watch film with them after practice. And I like to see what they're, what they're seeing. And it's kind of a low pressure situation getting to know these guys. Um, you know, I've got to, you know, uh, see some pictures of Fitz's family. I've been hanging out with, with Tua just so, you know, just here at the stadium and, and watching film and kind of seeing, you know, I like to know what they're seeing as well. So we can speak the same language and, and be really crisp with communication wise, but, you know, off the field stuff, there's not much. We can't really do anything. I'm not taking any chances um, with anything outside the building. So we're pretty much here, and that's fun. A little training camp uh, on the Nova campus. And then I was up next and wanted to get a question across, Ted, about the physicality and the nature of this practice today in the trenches playing right in the middle of it all at that center position. Hey, Ted, how's it going, man? Good to see you again. Um, coming into your fifth year now, you've been in part of several training camps, obviously, and, and Coach Flores talked this morning a little bit about the physicality of practice and kind of letting you guys go. 
What's your overall take on how the physicality of today's practice was? I think it was great. Um, I think we have a really big team uh, and big physical players all on the line of scrimmage, even off the ball. And, um, you know, it's a pleasure to go in there and, and cut my teeth with them and get better because now, you know, this will be a fun camp to and a good opportunity to get better as we go into, you know, this long season, which is we're going to play a lot of physical teams early and it's going to serve us well. We talk a lot about the juice around the building on a day like today when football is back in full force. Here's Ted talking about the pads coming on and what it means to him and the offensive line as a unit, getting their footwork, the communication, everything down pat before the season. No, it's definitely time to get the pads on, uh, especially, especially like I just said, with 27 days till we're kicking off, um, you know, we need the work and we need to get our timing right and our fits right. O-line is a repetition position and um, you really can't, get a true, true rep, um, without, you know, having, you know, full gear on, but it was a good start today and I'm excited that we did. I mean, it really is camp now and, and that's exciting. Um, it was nice to see some, some people in the stands today, at least it was getting a little lonely out there, but, um, uh, you know, we're just going to keep working every day. Ted was then asked about Dolphins fourth round draft pick and guard Solomon Kinley out of Georgia. Here's what Ted has to say about the way Kinley's worked this off season. Well, it's been very fun to play next to him, and he works really hard, and he's, you know, always trying to do the right thing. Um, you know, it's a he's a he's a great guy to have in the room. He's a he's a cool dude, and you know, he really is working hard. And um, we're gonna we're gonna need him to work hard. He's a he's a he's a very very good football player, and um, you know, I'm I'm excited every time I get to go, you know, go into battle with him. So um, obviously, this is day one, and you know, this is learning how to play in the NFL. I I have to work on my fundamentals just as hard, if not harder. So everyone's working hard and, you know, I think we were on the right track. And we'll go ahead and finish this thing up here with a question from Kyle Krabs, the host of Locked On Dolphins. He posed a question to Ted Karras about the terminology and communication in an offense for the first time in Ted Karras's career, switching from one system to another, coming from the Patriots down here to Miami, and the terminology and the communication of that and how it's going so far for Ted, this offensive line, and this Dolphins football team. I love the new terminology. I think it's fascinating. I just to learn another language in football, I've... Uh, relish that opportunity and feel pretty comfortable with it now um as far as technique wise and new nuances you know i'm you know i'm gonna you know do what our coach coach asked us to do there's a couple differences but you know they're putting us in positions to succeed there's a couple ways to work and i am uh i am excited to get to work every day with coach marshall coach lamb and and uh, and these guys in the o-line room So there you go. Lengthy edition of the Drive Time Podcast today, recapping the first day of Dolphins training camp here with padded practice available to the South Florida media. We're going to come back tomorrow and do it all over again. And of course, we'll have written content for you guys up on MiamiDolphins.com. Check out all the social media accounts, all the video work this team does down here. Plenty of talented people helping to bring you guys content on your Miami Dolphins 2020 training camp. As for today's show, that's going to be my time. You all, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from. Go ahead and leave us that rating. Leave us that review. Give me a follow on Twitter at WingfieldNFL. Follow the Dolphins at Miami Dolphins. We have a new episode of the Fish Tank Podcast coming out tomorrow, as well as the Audible coming up later this week, and MiamiDolphins.com for all your Dolphins content. Until next time, guys, fins up.